dropping a word, but I want to take some time today. So I'm asking you to turn with me to 2 Kings, the 19th chapter, the 15th through the 20th verse. Now I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Let's read. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, Lord God of Israel, who is enthroned above the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth. Listen closely, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Hear the words that Sennacherib has sent to mock the living God. Lord, it is true that the kings of Assyria have devastated the nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but made by human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, Lord our God, please save us from his hands so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Then Isaiah, son of Amaz, sent a message to Hezekiah. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I have heard your prayer to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria. Now I'm going to go to... Uh, Verse, uh, verse 35 through 37. If you go to verse 35 through 37, uh, it reads that, as this. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. When the people got up the next morning, there were all dead bodies. They were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and left. He returned home and lived in Nineveh. One day while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nisroth, his sons, Adremelech and Sharazer, struck him down with the sword and escaped to the land of Ariot. Then his son Esarhaddon became king in his place. I want you to look at verse 20. Then Isaiah, son of Amaz, sent a message to Hezekiah. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I have heard your prayer. I want to talk to you, and I want you to uh, look at this, we're going to look at this story. I want to talk to you from the theme, Asking God for Help. Asking God for Help. Can you say that with me? Asking God for Help. Say that again. Asking God for Help. So, so as we continue on with this uh, 2022 consecration, uh, I want to first reflect on uh, some of the words and messages that 
uh, we spoke uh, during this time of consecration. So uh, number one, we talked about uh, declaring and decreeing the word of God uh, to be established. We went to Job 22 and 28, um, and Job 22 and 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your way. So establishing the word of God over our life and decreeing it, uh, decreeing it uh, so you'll be complete, so you'll be what God wants you to be, and then so God will honor his words. And number two, we looked at uh, warring in prayer. So uh, we began to engage spiritual warfare against the enemy while in prayer and using the word of God. We prayed against and we casted out demonic attacks and uh, we also, we came against, uh, in Jesus' name, territorial spirits and uh, demonic influences that uh, attack regions and zip code. We prayed on Tuesday nights against generational demonic attacks in families and bloodlines, things that were passed down in families at conception. But also we looked at and casted out uh, uh, organizational spirits, spirits that attack churches uh, in prayer too. Spirits that I identified here was spirit of fear, spirit of Jezebel. We prayed against those uh, spirits not to uh, possess or influence our people, but uh, our people live in victory and we are victorious in Jesus' name. So uh, we looked at that and also um, we came to understand that God would repair the damage that the enemy has caused. And we looked at that and we believed God and we uh, came against those, uh, uh, the damage and we looked at Isaiah 58 and 12 which says those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. And then we looked at Joel uh, 2 and 25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts has eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts my great army which I sent among you. So uh, God showed us that he will repair the damage that the enemy caused. In other words, uh, the, the storm happened, the, the circumstance happened, uh, what the locusts did happened, but the damage that is called, God will repair it. Come on, say amen. But um, as we continue on today, I want to proclaim unto you today that you can confidently pray to God and ask him for his help. You can confidently, with, with confidence, you can pray to God and ask him for his help. You can do that. You don't have to hesitate and feel like God is too busy to stop and attend to your needs. You don't have to feel like he's already done enough for me and, and my blessings are running out. No, no. God is not like humans. 
God is not like a gift card you get for Christmas with a certain amount. <laughs> you know, we, when the amount is gone, then the card is no good. God, God is not like that. He, he, he does not run out. He, he, he does not uh, get tired. Are you hearing me? So you have, uh, you have this confidence, and we know that um, his mercies are brand new every morning. That's from Lamentations 3, the book we don't preach from because it's a sad book. But when we go there, we go to that chapter 3 and we look at his faithfulness. And we know that his mercies are brand, in other words, he does not have a supply of mercies and grace. And when it runs out, <laughs> it, it, you're diminished. It's, it's, it's all gone. He does not have sold out. Um, so, so God never runs out of his power and his blessings. Are you all hearing that? In other words, what God was, God is. And what God is, God will be. I need to say that again. What God was, God is. And what God is, God will be. God never runs out of his power. God is a power. He is as powerful as he has always been. So you never have to worry about bothering God. Isn't it amazing? Uh, uh, I'm 57 years old. I, I think I'm in pretty good uh, shape. But I can tell that 57 is not 25. So some of you all think that age is just a number. I, I can tell. I used to do stuff that I could work all day and, and still have energy. Now I got to work and go sit down. I ain't the only one in here. What I, I, used, to, I used to work all day, come home, uh, cut the grass, work in the yard, all to, to 9.30 at night, go in house and have energy. Now I got to cut the front grass. The next day, cut the back grass. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to pace yourself. I ain't the only one in here. Th thank God God is not like that. He, he, ain't, he, he ain't slowing down. He, he is as God as he was since the beginning. Now, we ought to thank God for that. So you never have to worry about bothering God. Matthew 7, 11 says so clearly, if you then, being evil, know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Praying to God is talking to God and talking with God. And praying to God also includes asking God for help. Come on, say that with me. Asking God for help. I know there's some people in here that need help from God. I, 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 yeah, I, I need a little help. Yeah. So although we are in relationship with God, we are not God's equal. He is our strength. 
one, one of my themes, you'll hear it throughout when I speak, I'm always trying to distinguish between God and man. Because if you don't, if you're not careful, uh, your emotions, your feelings will, will try to bring God down to your level. And, and, and God is never going to come down to our level. So God and man, we are, we are not equal to God. He is our strength. He is our help. He is our refuge. He is our deliverer. So God doesn't ask for our help. We ask God for his help because God is self-sufficient. God is self-sustaining. So we are the ones who would crumble if we didn't have God. God is not, uh, don't crumble. He, he's willing, he is, he is not willing that any should perish. He, he wants all to be saved. Not all will not be saved. But, but God is not going to lose sleep if you go to hell. He, he says it in his word. If, if you hold your peace, the very rocks will cry out. What, what, did, I, did I say something wrong? I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling the truth. He, 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 he ain't going to lose sleep. He, he don't sleep anyway. But uh, uh, salvation is for our benefit. Are you hearing me? So we are the ones that would be lost if, it, if we didn't have God. We are the ones that fast and pray to get close to God. God is not fasting and praying. God is not on consecration. We are on consecration. God is where he's always been. If, if there's a distance, it's because we stray. We sinned. We left. God is where he is. I just wanted to make that very clear. Psalm 35 and 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, I read that to let you know that it is God's pleasure to bless you. It is his pleasure. He, he is pleased when he can help you. Are you hearing me? Now, I want to go to the text. But I, I really want you to get that about God. It is his pleasure who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. All he wants you to do is live for him. You live for him, he will take care of you. Are you hearing me? Now our text is a very interesting text concerning Judah's king, Hezekiah. Now, um, Hezekiah is very interesting in this time he lived. Hezekiah was what I would call, he was a blast from the past, or uh, he was a breath of fresh air. I say that because King Hezekiah 
was rare in his time because Israel had a long succession of evil kings. Evil king after evil king uh, sat on the throne of Israel after David's death. But here comes Hezekiah. Uh, Hezekiah did what was right in the Lord's sight. You all stay with me. Hezekiah did what was right in the Lord's sight. Can you say that with me so I know you're listening? Hezekiah did what was right in the Lord's sight. Now you can look at uh, chapter 18, verse 3 of 2 Kings. Uh, it says, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. Now, David was not his father like, like uh, David had a child, uh, Hezekiah. It talks about, uh, that father, it talks about the one who came before him, forefather, ancestor. So he didn't, they didn't mention all the other evil kings. But they were saying Hezekiah was like David. He, he followed the Lord. So Hezekiah was like King David who sought to please the Lord. So Judah was temporarily blessed with the godly reign of Hezekiah. Are you all with me? Hezekiah was a man who was the polar opposite of his father Ahaz. Uh, Ahaz was one of the evil kings. Um, but, but Hezekiah was the polar. That way, that, 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 that means that you ain't got to do what dad did. You, you don't really have to follow. Sometimes you can learn from mom and dad's mistakes. Are you hearing me? You will read in chapter 18, uh, verses 4 through 6, that Hezekiah was one of the few kings who removed the high places from Israel. Now, the high places were those forbidden places of worship. And, and we sing that song, and the high place I will bring down. In other words, those forbidden places, those places of idolatry, all the other evil kings just went into idolatry. Hezekiah takes the throne and he removes the high places. He also cut down the idolatrous Asherah poles. Moreover, he destroyed the bronze snake that Moses made centuries before, which was called Nishtan, or Nishtan, which means a bronze snake. In other words, they made this bronze snake an idol. Now, now listen at this clearly. That was an object that God had used uh, to, to rescue his people, um, but they made it a worship symbol. Hezekiah removed that. So, so listen, there is one thing uh, I am not trying to, to do here when it comes to idolatry um, because it's clearly that when you have an idol, <laughs> we, 
when you have an idol, uh, uh, God is not pleased with idols. And he will remove his presence. And that's one thing, I don't want to be anybody's idol here. I want to be that clear. I don't want to be anybody's idol here. I want you to appreciate me. I want you to love me. I want you to get the word. I want to speak what God tells me to speak. But don't make me an idol because I want God to kill me. Let's just be clear. God is the only star. So I'm not trying to push people to me. I'm trying to push people to Christ. Let's just, let's just be clear. Uh, I want to be your pastor, but I don't want to be your God. Amen? And that's a, I, I want to speak the word of God. I don't want to speak and influence you away from, from God. I want you, it, you'll be surprised. Leaders try to pull people to them, and they take you far away from God. No, I'm trying to push you to Christ. If this is what we follow. That's why I'm very careful when I say anything legalistic. I, I, I'm very careful. You never hear me ever say, well, we weren't taught that here. I always refer people to the word of God. Because what you have been taught at a certain place, it could be wrong. So I, I, I hardly ever say this is what they taught us unless it's backed up by the word of God. Now, it may seem kind of crazy, but you'd be surprised what people put a, as rule and it's not the word of God. Amen. But if anyone has influence in the body of Christ, our job is to point people to Christ. Are you hearing me? If you have influence, your job is to point people to Christ. You can, you can do a test. You can do a test. If you remove somebody from an office and then the people that work under them fall out and get mad and drop out too, that means the influence has been to that person and not to God. In other words, you have to let people know that the, 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 the ministry is bigger than me. Are you hearing me? Hezekiah destroyed all of the idols. Are you with me? Hezekiah was hailed as a king set apart from and above the other kings of Judah in his faithfulness to God and God's command. The Lord was with Hezekiah and wherever he went, he prospered. That, that's what I like about it. Wherever he went, he prospered. Now stay with me. So I pause here to give you an important point and a key to receive from God. The first thing Hezekiah did when he takes office is he removes the idols. Listen at this clearly. The first thing Hezekiah did, he puts worship back in its place. The first thing he did was remove the idol. Now, in your prayer life, it, that, that is a way of saying 
uh, repentance. That Israel was in a backslidden condition. So in other words, before I receive from God, I must repent to God. Are you hearing me? So the first thing we must do in our prayer life, repentance should come first. Are you hearing me? Come on, say repentance should come first. Before you ask God for anything, you must be in right standing with God. And it comes from repentance. Turning from sin. Hello, somebody. Turning from sin. Hello, somebody. Turning from sin. Turning from idolatry. See, if you're not careful, you'll think idolatry is not prevalent now. And you have to be careful. Because it yet says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, see, I know a lot of you think it's God meant chronologically. But he was not saying, put me one, put another God second. He is literally saying, not chronologically, the statement means no other gods in God's place. Are you hearing me? No other gods in God's place. Did you all hear that? So thou shalt have no other gods in God's place. God's space, God's face. Come on, say God's place, God's space, God's face. In other words, God don't want to see anybody his equal. And idol worship is not a thing of the past. People are still making gods out of things and putting those things in God's place. Are you, are you hearing me? I, 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 well, let me not go down there. You can have a, your, 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 your life can be your idol. Your car can be your idol. Your job can be your idol. Your good looks can be your idol. Are you hearing me? A lot of things can be in place of God and we're so quick to justify it but you got to know that God does not want any other deity in his face. If you want God to help you, you must put God where he belongs. By himself. As the only one you will ever need to save you, heal you, and set you free. Come on, say it takes God to do God things. Come on, say it takes God to do God things. Stay with me. I want to look at Hezekiah. So Hezekiah removed all the idols from amongst God's people. That's the first thing he did. And instead of bowing down in subservience to a foreign power, 
King Hezekiah opposed the enemy king of Assyria and did not serve him. That's chapter, uh, that's chapter 18, verse 7. And then verse 8 says, he also defeated, the. in other words, he took care of idolatry and he took care of the enemy. He took care of the idolatry and he took care of the enemy. He repented and he did spiritual warfare. He repented and he, did, he cast the devil out. When you get saved, you repent and you cast the devil out. Are you hearing me? Hezekiah served God and God was with him. The Assyrian king whom Hezekiah would deal with was Sennacherib. Sennacherib was the successor of Shalmaneser who had conquered Israel. Sennacherib attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them, leaving only Jerusalem. And at this point, Hezekiah admitted to Sennacherib that he had done wrong and offered a ransom to free his people from bondage and suffering. In other words, um, uh, Assyria had already conquered Israel. Remember the, the northern kingdom of, of Israel, the southern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom was where Hezekiah was, Judah, uh, that was the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom had already been conquered. So Hezekiah is looking at that and then all of Judah's cities were captured. And, and Hezekiah is looking around saying, okay, maybe I underestimated Sennacherib. Now listen at me, uh, uh, maybe I underestimated uh, Sennacherib. So he sells Sennacherib, okay, I've done wrong. And then he offered a ransom to free his people from bondage and suffering. So Hezekiah sent all the silver and gold he could to Sennacherib. He even went to the temple of God and all of the things that were overlaid in gold he took the gold and also gave it to Sennacherib. And yet things were about to get worse. Now, now Hezekiah was doing that to save his people. Now, God would circle the Assyrians around Jerusalem to test Hezekiah's faith and to demonstrate his own mighty power to his people. Now, now sometimes God would allow the enemy to attack you to test your faith. We don't like it, but, but it's going to work out for your end if you stay true to God. So the gold and silver that Hezekiah sent, now all this is in chapter 18 and 19, you can read it. So the gold and silver that Hezekiah sent for ransom obviously was not enough. The Assyrian king sent a delegation and a massive army to Jerusalem to demand the city's surrender. Listen at me clearly. They wanted to deliver this message to Hezekiah personally, but they had to settle uh, in speaking to Hezekiah's servants or Hezekiah's uh, uh, cabinet. Sennacherib's royal spokesman made what they thought would be a case for Jerusalem to surrender. First, he told them, Egypt 
was not a reliable ally. Now, if you know Judah and Israel, they had an, they had an alliance together that they would help each other fight. But, but Sennacherib's spokesman said that Egypt was not reliable. And then, second, he said that he was sure the people of Judah had angered their God by destroying the high places. Now, this was not true, but this is what the enemy was saying uh, to, to Judah uh, and to Hezekiah, that, that God would displeased because you took down the high place. See, the enemy don't know everything. Hezekiah should have took those down, but, but he, uh, the, the, the spokesman said that you, your, your God is not pleased. Thirdly, Sennacherib spokesman reminded them that Judah's army was too weak to repel the Assyrian army. Now that was true because that's why um, Hezekiah offered silver and gold because Judah didn't have uh, the army to deal with Assyria. And finally, he claimed that, now this is where it gets blasphemous. And, and, and devil, the devil does this all the time. But, but uh, the man said, he claimed that the Lord himself had told him to attack the land and destroy it. Now, he's saying that God, your God told me to attack y'all. Now, isn't that stupid? But, but given the morale of the people and that the northern kingdom of Israel had already fallen to Assyria, you know, sometimes the enemy's lies sound believable. Even in your own life, you've got bad news, you've got issues, and things are happening in your life, and then the devil telling you God ain't real, God, God's power. If you're not careful, you, you'll start believing things because it, uh, things are happening so bad in your life. But you've got to stand on the word of God. Anybody know you got to stand? When circumstances get bad, I've got to stand on the word of God. I've got to find out what God has to say about my circumstances. Are you hearing me? Some of you, because of life circumstances, you may be in a bad way, family, financial, sickness, and the devil has dropped in your mind that God is not with you. It will never work out. But just like Hezekiah did, when he got the letter from the enemy, he spread it at the altar. When, when, when he got the message from the enemy, he read it and then said, God, this is your mail. Hallelujah. 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 I, I wanted to pass something out, but I didn't have time. But, but uh, we got a prayer box here. And if, even if the Lord is telling you right now to write some things that, that is going wrong, write some things that the enemy is attacking, attacking. If you write it at the end of this message, we're going to lay it at the altar. And we're going to watch God change conditions. Are you with me? And when you receive bad news, forward it on. You know, it's like, it's like that email when, when something you get that you think someone else, somebody else important should read it, you forward it on. 
Uh, you got to learn how to forward that news right on to the Lord. When the enemy comes with stuff, forward it right on to the Lord. Are you with me? Come on, say bless his name. The Assyrian spokesman wanted all the people of Judah to fear his king's ultimatum. The spokesman that begins to blaspheme against God. Now listen at this, 2 Kings 18, 30-32. Listen at this clearly. I want, I want to read that and I want you to get this message. Uh, don't let Hezekiah, listen at this, go to verse 30, 2 Kings 18, 30 through 32. Are you with me? Are you with me? Put it on the screen, please. 2 Kings 18, 30 through 32. Is there a problem? Don't let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord by saying, certainly the Lord will deliver us. Are you hearing me? Don't let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord by saying, certainly the Lord. In other words, this is the enemy is telling God's people. Don't, don't listen at Hezekiah telling you to trust him. That, that's what uh, the devil will tell you. Don't listen at the preacher. Don't listen at these folk telling you to trust God when things are happening, when things are going well. They don't know what they're talking about. It ain't going to work. Listen at them. Don't let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord by saying certainly the Lord will deliver us. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Uh, don't listen to Hezekiah. For this is what the king of Assyria said. Now, 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 now listen at this. Don't listen to God. Listen to the king of Assyria. Isn't that just like the devil? Don't, don't listen at the all-powerful one. Listen at the enemy. And, 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 and this is what Assyria says. Make peace with me and surrender to me. Then every one of you may eat from his own vine and his own fig tree, and everyone may drink water from his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, so that you may, now listen at the devil, look at the enemy, listen. He, he's appealing to their humanness. It, it sounds like when God said, I'll give you a land flowing with milk and honey, now, now the enemy is trying to say the same thing. If you follow me, I'll give you the goodly land. And, and he, he ends and he says, uh, until I come and take you away to a land like your own, a land of grain, new wine, bread, vineyards, olive trees, honey, so that you may live and not die. But don't listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you saying, the Lord will deliver. See, the enemy is so insecure. It ain't enough he, he trying to get you, but he's trying to put in that don't listen to the Lord. Come on, look at, just look at some people around you and just say, you better listen to the Lord. And watch this. The enemy also puts God 
on the level as other idol gods of the surrounding nations. Look at 2 Kings 18, 33 through 30. Listen, listen at this clearly. Uh, are you all staying with me? I'm trying to get this, uh, uh, this, this background. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land from the power of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpath? Where are the gods of Seravam, Hena, and Avad? Have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands had delivered his land from my power? In other words, the enemy is telling God's people, everywhere else I took care and I conquered and I devoured, and there are no other gods will be able to stop me. What makes you think your God is going to stop me? You see the arrogance. And then he says, who among you, all the gods of the lands, had delivered his land from my power? So will the Lord deliver Jerusalem? A question. But the Bible says, the people kept silent. They didn't say anything, for Hezekiah commanded them. In other words, if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Sometimes we get in a, in a mess because we're trying to defend God. You, you, you read that where uh, the, the, the old no-name person uh, told, uh, told the one in charge, the battle is the Lord. You do not have to fight in this battle. The battle is the Lord's. Come on, say the battle is the Lord's. When, when the enemy comes after God's people, if I'm in right standing with the Lord, the battle is the Lord's. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. My mother used to sing this song when she was a district missionary, and I used to play it all the time. They would have a speaker. They'd have all these many speakers. And when the other speaker was sitting down, the other one getting up, she would say, turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. He'll make everything all right. That's a prophetic word to someone right here. Turn it over to Jesus. And he'll make everything all right. Come on, look at somebody and say, turn it over to Jesus. And he'll make everything all right. The devil will always, I'm trying to get to my point. The devil will always try to diminish God's power and authority. The enemy will say, what did the doctor say? The enemy will say, what about what did the bank say? What, what did the loan say? What, what does your credit score look like? What, but, but, but what are they saying? What, what about your pink slip? What, well, you ain't got no money. The, the devil will keep you focused on the circumstances. But if you believe in the power of God, you've got to quote and, and declare that scripture that says, and my God shall supply all my needs Watch this, not according to my bank account, but according to his riches in glory. 
If somebody believes that word, shout glory. Hallelujah. I, I, gotta, I just got to take this little sidebar. Uh, I, I told you I was, uh, I told y'all Friday night, some of you I was testifying. And I got to testify every now and then, but, but, but God just, just dropped uh, a financial blessing, just, just drop it. No, nothing I was in, uh, expecting at the time, but I should expect it because the Bible says if you give, it shall be given unto you. Um, and me and First Lady has been sowing seed in, into another ministry. Uh, we've been sowing seed in this ministry in Chicago, and, and we, we gave a substantial amount. Uh, I went down to preach. I didn't take an offering. I didn't let him pay for my hotel. I didn't let him pay for anything. I paid everything. And we dropped a huge amount, but but um, Kristen got her uh, Kristen got her uh, new uh, her, her full time job. She got her acceptance letter, and um, we took her down to the uh, took her down to the uh, dealer to get her car get you know get her off me you know get her you know just get her independent. Um, and she was able to get approved on her uh, acceptance letter, and she I didn't have to co sign. She got everything, and 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 when I she's there signing her papers for her new car. And I just, the, the Holy Ghost is so good. The Holy Ghost just, just bought, brought to my remembrance, and I don't even know why I brought it up. But all I said is, you know, I said, I said, I was just saying, you know, I got to put, I got to put, a, I'm leasing a blazer, and she drives it. Um, I said, I got to put my blazer in the garage for the, for the next six months or whenever my lease is up. And I said, because I don't really, I don't have any use for it. And, and the salesman looked up and said, uh, you got a blazer? He said, uh, we'll buy your car. And, and I said, well, it's not my car. It's a lease. It belongs to GM Financial. And he said, you know, uh, what's going on? The chip shortage. He said, we don't have anything to sell. He said, we'll buy your car, and I guarantee you, uh, you'll probably get some equity. Now, it still didn't compute. See, God trying to bless me. Sometimes when God do something, it don't make sense. It didn't make sense, Pam, because it's a lease. The car is owned by GM Financial. My mind, any equity go to them because it's not my car. Uh, he said, well, buy it. So, so make a long story short, I said, okay. So I, I literally, the next day, I brought him the keys. And he said, wait a minute. And he came back with a $1,500 check. Now, now, the blessing was, I'm saving $3,600 in lease payments. That's something I would have paid uh, for the next months I had it. I, I calculate it would have been $33,600 I don't have to pay. And then on top of that, he gives me a $1,500 check for a car I don't even own. Now, I'm sitting here going, when God does something, it just don't make sense. Curtis, it makes sense to me. I'm still thinking, shouldn't this go to GM? And I just got out of there and <laughs> I called and make sure uh, the, the car was paid off. Car's paid off. And I'm like, I took, I took that $1,500 check. I say, me and first lady trying to bless this ministry. I called the, my friend in uh, I called my friend in Chicago and said, "Man, I'm sending you another thousand dollars on my pledge. Here's a thousand dollars because the Lord has blessed me." 
See, see, the devil will always try to get you to scheme, do it another way. Just let God handle it. Come on, say hallelujah. I know y'all ain't excited because it ain't your pocketbook, but I'm excited. <laughs> I thank God for Chris's new car. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm saving $3,600. Hallelujah. Parents, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Let me, let me close this. I want to get to this, get to my point. As God's people, we too can get disturbing news that can set us back and confuse us. Here, Hezekiah had stayed faithful to the Lord and he led the people back to worshiping God and destroying the idols and getting rid of all the high places, but the enemy was still plotting against him. You all get that. Hezekiah did everything right. Hezekiah repented. Hezekiah put worship back in place. But the enemy still came. Did you all hear that? The enemy still came. It's no guarantee that the enemy won't attack. But it is a guarantee that God will take care of you. Come on, say hallelujah. I'm getting ready to close and get to my main point. Here's my main point of this message. In his distress, Hezekiah went into the Lord's temple to worship. <laughs> In his distress, he went into the Lord's temple to worship. Not pity. Not get mad. He went to worship. Tell your neighbor, worship again. When things go wrong, worship again. Then Hezekiah did what so many of the kings before him did not. He sought a word from the Lord from Isaiah the prophet. The other kings before him just went on and, and idolatrous. I, Hezekiah did what the other evil kings didn't do. Hezekiah did what David did, inquired of the Lord. In other words, after you worship, ask God for help. Look at somebody and say, after you worship, ask God for help. Anybody need some help in here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get to this point. 2 Kings 19, 5 through 7. 2 Kings 19, 5 through 7. Listen at this. So the servants of King Hezekiah went to Isaiah, who said to them, oh, I'm getting ready to get excited now. Tell your master this. The Lord says. In other words, when the enemy says the Lord says, don't listen to the enemy. Go to God's word. Go, go, go to God's prophet. The Lord says, don't be afraid. Now, now, now I, I love that phrase in the Bible. 
when, when you see fear not, get, get ready for a miracle. When, when you hear that in the word of God, fear not, that means God is getting ready to do something that just don't make sense. When the angel came to Mary, he says, fear not. And she said, how, can, how am I going to have a child? I, I, ain't, I ain't been with no man. And the angel said, with God, all things are possible. So whenever you see do not be afraid in the Bible, it is God's way of telling the person to calm down or take a seat and listen to the life-changing miracle that I'm about to perform in your life. In other words, God is saying, sit down. Somebody said, but God, but God, what do do? He said, have a seat. Fear, fear not. Just, 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 just have a seat. Just have a seat. God is telling you, just sit down. Just look at somebody and say, God, just, just fear not. Just, just calm down. But, but, but you don't know. They're getting ready to do this. They're getting ready to take this. Have a seat. Have a seat. Watch God work. Hallelujah. The only person, this is, my, this is my prophetic word to you, the only person you ever have to fear is God. I want you to get this. If you fear God, you don't have to fear anybody else. If you fear God, he'll take care of everybody else. The only person you don't, uh, you have to fear is God. Now, there is many fears in the Bible. When I say fear God, it is be in awe of him. Be in awe of what he is. Know that he is bigger. Know that he is greater than me. So as I close, the king of Assyria threatens Hezekiah again. And I'm getting ready to close. You can read chapter 19, 8 through 13 but I want to pick up the story at verse 14. Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messenger. Sennacherib gave his threats and he wrote them down. And Hezekiah's servants got the letter and they took it to Hezekiah. They found Hezekiah in the temple worshiping. Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers. He read it, then went up to the Lord's temple, and he spread. Did you all get that? The Bible says they gave him the letter. He read it. I'm going to kill you, I'm going to take over that, I'm going to deceive you, I'm going to say that. He didn't get, he went just like this. <laughs> when you get your bad news, take that news and spread it at the altar. Bring that bill and put it at the altar. Bring, put that unsaved child, put his name on it, and put it at the altar. Whatever you cannot handle, write it down 
and put it at the altar. Oh, and I'm done yet. Look, look, I love the word of God. I'm going to just let the Bible preach for me. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, Lord God of Israel, who is enthroned above the cherubim. You are God, you alone. Uh, I, I like that. Come on, say, you are God. You alone are God. Come on, say, you alone are God. Come on, say, you alone are God. Come on, say, you alone are God. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. And he says, you alone are God. Of all the kingdoms on the earth, you made the heavens and the earth. Listen closely, Lord, and hear. Open your ears, Lord, and see. Hear the words that Sennacherib has sent to mock the living God. Hezekiah said, I'm getting out of this. Lord, they talking about you. Lord, they talking about you. He said, Lord, they talking about you. He said, Bible says, Lord, it is true that the kings of Assyria have devastated the nations and their land. They have thrown their gods into the fire for they were not gods but made by human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, Lord, our God, please save us from his hand so that all the kingdom of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Hezekiah here is not flattering God. Hezekiah is giving God's resume. He is not trying to flatter God because God knows who he is. What he is doing, he is giving God his resume. Then he says, then Isaiah, I, I, I like this. Then Isaiah, son of Amaz, sent a message to Hezekiah. The Lord, the God of Israel says, I have heard your prayer. Ah, hallelujah. The Lord, come on, look at somebody and say, God said he heard your prayer. I want to get this word out. I heard your prayer to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises you and scorns you. Daughter Jerusalem shakes her head behind your back. Who is it you mock and blaspheme? In other words, you mean to tell me you blaspheme me? God is saying, God is saying, you want a piece of me? God is saying, you, you really want a piece of me? <laughs> against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel? God saying, really? You want to take on me? You have mocked the Lord through your messengers. You have said, with my many chariots, I have gone up to the heights of the mountain, to the far recess of Lebanon. I cut down its tallest cedars, its choice cypress trees. I came to its farthest outpost in this in decessed forest, in this nest forest. 
I dug wells and I drank foreign waters. I dried up the streams of Egypt with the soles of my feet. Have you not heard? I designed it. Have God said, have you heard who I am? He done got God mad. <laughs> uh, he done got God angry. <laughs> he said, you want to mess with me? Really? Have you not heard? I designed it long ago. I planned it in days gone. I have now brought it to pass, and you have crushed fortified cities into piles of rubble. Their inhabitants have become powerless, dismayed, and ashamed. They are plants of the field, tender grass, grass on the rooftop. But I know you're sitting down, you're going out, and you're coming in, and you're raging against me. In other words, God says, I know all about you. I know your strategies. I know your tricks. Oh, I, I just want to read this whole thing. Just, just bear with me. Because you're raging against me and your arrogance have reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit. Now, now look, at, look at God. God said, I'm going to ride you. God said, I'm going to get on top of you and ride you like a horse. He said, my bit in your might, I will make you go back the way you came. This will be the sign for you. This year, you will eat what grows on its own, and in the second year, what grows from that. But in the third year, sow and replant vineyards and eat their fruit. The surviving remnant of the house of Israel will again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For a remnant will go out from Jerusalem and survivors from Mount Zion. He said, my people is going to live. My people are going to live. Tell your neighbor, God said you're going to live. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, say hallelujah. 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 I, I want to get down because I can go all night. Let's go down to verse 35. The Bible says, and I'm closing, that night. <laughs> Come on, say that night. That night, the angel of the Lord went out, and listen at this, and struck down 185,000 Assyrians. Did you all hear that? One angel. Now, now, elder boy, that's interesting because it looked like he would have called Micah, Michael the archangel. He literally said, Michael, I don't need you. It ain't that serious. <laughs> Gabriel, I don't need you. I don't need a message. He said, hey, no name, angel. I don't even know your name. Go down there and handle it. No name, angel trying to prove himself to Michael. He go down there and say, I'm going to get him. I'm a 185. Ask your neighbor, how many problems do you have? I know you don't have 185,000. 
if God can take care of 185,000, he can take care of me. If God can take care of 185,000, I know he can take care of me. Uh, come on, say hallelujah. He came at night and he slew them. When the people got up the next morning, all they saw were dead bodies. I, I, I wish you all get that. This is the man saying, the Lord ain't going to do nothing for you. The Lord ain't going to help you out your problem. The, the Lord ain't going to fight your battle. We done, we done defeated everybody else. Don't listen to Hezekiah. Hezekiah goes in and worships. Hezekiah takes the letter and he puts it on the altar. And said, God, you got mail. And God said, I'll handle it. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are dealing with, God is saying, ask for my help. Whatever you are dealing with, God is saying, ask for my help. That problem that I had, I couldn't see to solve. I prayed and I prayed, but I kept getting deeper involved. It wouldn't turn around. But when I turned it, when I turned it, when I turned it over to the Lord, when I turned it over to the Lord, when I laid it at the altar, <laughs> And then I stopped worrying about it. I just began to pray. I just began to praise. I just began to worship. The Lord worked it out. Everybody standing. Hallelujah. Come on, say it. Ask God for help. Come on, ask, tell three people, ask God for help. Come on, ask God for help. The threats, the threats of the enemy, the enemy showing you what he done and getting his people, getting God's people fearful. This is what they said. This is what's going on. This is what has to happen. And God is saying, wait a minute. Ask me for help. Ask me for help. Ask me for help. Me and, me and First Lady was getting married. Well, we were married. And we were getting our first house 
uh, first house back then, that's back 1990, 1991 or whenever it was, 1991 I believe, getting our first house in Livonia. We're excited about it. And the closing costs, down payment, everything came to a certain amount. And I, I never forget this. Uh, my dad was like, well, how's it going? How's it? I said, I said, Dad, I'm going to have to wait because uh, me and Valerie don't have all the closing cost money. And he said, well, what is it? I told him what it is. And he said, you got that. And I said, no, I don't have it. I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't catch. <laughs> and he said it again. You got that. And I'm still saying, no, Dad, I, I don't got it because, you know, um, you know I, I may have it. And, and he kept saying, you got that. And it still didn't click. And then I said, what are you talking about? And he said, if I got it, you got it. You know, me, me and Valerie trying to be independent, and we're going we gonna to do things ourselves, and we're going we gonna to do this, and we were, we were just going to wait and just say, okay, well, we ain't got it. But my father, he said, if I got it, you got it. Hallelujah. Sometimes we try to be so independent away from God. I'll handle it, God. I'll handle it, God. I'll handle it, God. And then when we can't handle it, God said, give it to me. Just are you living right? Are you righteous? If you're in a right standing with God, God is saying, you got that. Hallelujah. Those of you who, who, who want to ask God for help, come to the altar. Now, you may have put it in there. If you have something to lay at the altar, but I want to pray. We have a room to spread out. Hallelujah. 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 If you want to put something, and then after, after we're done praying, just put it in the box. I, I, I'm not, nobody's going to read it. I'm not gonna, I, never read, I never read prayer requests. I just pray over them, and then I destroy them. But after, anybody want to put it on the altar? Put it on the altar. There, hallelujah. 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 Those of you, if you need some room, you can come up here and stand on the steps. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say, ask God for help. Hallelujah. Bow that head. God is getting ready to answer prayer. Your job, Hezekiah, the first thing he did, he destroyed the idols. I'm, I'm trying to help you. The first thing he did, now, now I can't have any other God before God. I can't have any other deity, anything I'm trusting in over God. I've got to make God my sole possession. So first I, did, I have to repent and get back in right standing. Then he removed the high places. I'm not giving place to the enemy anymore. Now I'm going to ask God for help. Bow that head. Hallelujah.
The Bible says that Hezekiah went to the temple and worshiped. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and just begin to worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask my wife to pray. I'm just going to set the house and she's going to pray. Hallelujah. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Worship him. You don't have to be cute. You don't have to be embarrassed. Worship him. Lord, you're great. Lord, you're awesome. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and honor to your name. And Lord, it is my prayer as, as my wife prays that you will honor every word. That your help will be prevalent in this room. That God will do it. God will send a prophetic word. God will do it. And our example is the word of God. So just like Hezekiah laid it at the altar, Lord, we lay our request at the altar. Come on, first lady. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And so as the word has said, Hallelujah. before Hezekiah prayed, pastor said, and the word says, that they repented, Hallelujah. He took down any idols. And so, Father, Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. Yes, before Lord. we come to you asking for anything, we repent of our sin. We ask you, Father, to forgive us if we've had any idols and put yes, anything Lord. ahead of you. And then, God, we thank you because the word says that then he worshiped. Hallelujah. And so we give you glory, Yeah, honor. yeah, 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 yes. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift you up and exalt you for you are worthy of our praise there is none like you there is none beside you god you are god almighty you're el shaddai and we're praying father that you would show your character on this morning in the mighty matchless name of jesus you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. And so as we have these petitions on the altar, we're praying, God, that you will provide for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Some of us, Lord, have received doctor's reports. We have bills. Yes, we have yes. student loan debt. We have things concerning our job. Lord, we put our marriages on the altar in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we thank you. We, that we can even come to you and pray, hallelujah. And then the word said, he said, Lord, bow down thy ear and hear, open your eyes and see. And so we pray now in the name of, the Jesus. Name of Jesus. God, you see the request on the altar. You see every word. You have the petitions of our hearts. And so we ask God, not only Father, that you would see but God, that you would hear. Yes, Lord. And then your word says, and this is the confidence that we have. If we ask anything in your name, according to your will, Hallelujah. that you would do it. And so, Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you because we're asking for your help. And we're believing by faith, God, that you're going to do it. Thank you, Lord, Father, that you answer the prayer. Thank you, we've got some things before you, God. We don't know how, we don't know why, we don't understand, but we know, God, that you're big and we trust you. And so we thank you. We give you glory and praise. 
You're bigger than our circumstance. Yes, You're Lord. bigger than these requests that are on the altar. Yes, Lord. We're saying hear and see our request. And we believe by faith, God, that you can do the exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And we believe on today we reach our faith out. As the woman with the issue of blood, as she approached the Savior, she reached out in faith and said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And so, Father, increase our faith in you. Increase our strength in you. Father, that these requests and the petitions that we have put before you, Father, that we don't reach out in our hope and our wish, but, Father, that we reach out in faith, believing, God, that you're going to answer our prayer. We count it done, and we give you glory, honor, and praise. We count it done. And so those people that believe that God is going to do it, hallelujah, we clap our hands, and with the hallelujah. fruit of our lips, with the voice of triumph, we give you glory and praise yes, for Lord. the answer prayer. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank God. And amen. Come on and praise him now. Now, now get your get your letter, get your right, and put it in that box. But begin to worship him. Come on and praise him. Come on and bless him. Come on and praise him. Come on and worship him. Come on and magnify him. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and bless him. Come on and worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, clap those hands. Hallelujah. Come on and worship Hallelujah. him. Hallelujah. 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 He will work it out. Hallelujah. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right.
One more time, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, I'm perfect. Everything's gonna be alright. Oh, oh, Holy Ghost, I'm perfect. Everything's gonna be alright. The Holy Ghost, I'm perfect. Everything's gonna be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the things that were written aforetime was written for our learning.